Hello, I'm Terry Claiborne, Director of Marketing for Allstate Insurance Company. Allstate is proud to support ABC7's People, Places and Things, a show that honors those who contribute to the African American community. We believe that every day is a chance to bring our vision of community to life, which extends beyond the insurance protection we provide for our customers. Allstate's commitment goes beyond our long-standing relationships with organizations like the NAACP and the National Urban League. More importantly, it extends beyond the month of February. At Allstate, we celebrate the everyday contributions and accomplishments of African Americans. It's about the budding entrepreneur, the church volunteer, the school teacher, and the trailblazer who defied the odds. Allstate celebrates those who empower our communities, from the efforts of our agents to the planning behind our corporate programs. Allstate is committed to African Americans beyond February. It is this belief which fuels our continued dedication to serving the community. That's Allstate, Stan. Hello, I'm ABC7's Harry Porterfield. Welcome to People, Places, and Things. Today, with the help of my colleagues Cheryl Burton and Jim Rose, we'll profile six African Americans who have chosen amateur and professional sports to make a difference in their own lives and the lives of others. Whether it is a baseball diamond or basketball's hard court, these athletes are all playing to win. Jim Rose has our first story. The image of the people sometimes portray of, of NBA players and myself is, 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 is wrong because I think sometimes they take the, the thought process of us just, you know, as a basketball player. But I'm a, uh, a real grounded individual understanding where I come from, knowing um, the struggles that I had to go through. He has always been a dominant player on the hard court since his days at Mount Carmel High School on Chicago's South Side. At 6'9", his basketball skills were put to the test at the University of Kentucky under the guidance of his coach, Rick Pitino. And playing at that collegiate level, I really started to feel like I could make it to the next level. But on the flip side, I knew it was going to be very hard on it besides that because it, it was just difficult. Everybody was just as tall as I was. Everybody was just as athletic I was. And, and that was a kind of a culture shock for me going coming out of high, um, high school, being so tall and being able to be so dominant in high school. I thought through Rick Patino, um, my college coach, and really still discipline in me and really helped me become the best possible player I possibly can be. Born and raised in Chicago's Englewood community, it would be enough to say that Antoine Walker's story is an NBA dream come true. For many pro ball players, their stats would be enough of a legacy, but that's where Antoine breaks the stereotype. Growing up, I never had an opportunity to attend a basketball camp, and I thought it'd be great if I do a free basketball camp and, and reach out to the, the public school and, and the city schools and bring these kids out and give them an opportunity to, to attend a basketball camp for a week. Defense, go! I thought it would uh, benefit the parents to know that they're in a safe environment for a week, getting a good sound foundation, learning the game of basketball, learning a, another activity. As a member of the world champion Miami Heat, Antoine Walker's 11-year NBA career has measured up to everyone's expectations. Standing tall with the high-caliber talent of teammates Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade, Twan, as his friends call him, has moved beyond these expectations by establishing the Eight Foundation, where he promotes education and teamwork at his free basketball camp. I established the Eight Foundation with the understanding that I want to have single-parent moms in the inner city um, of Chicago. We want to establish educational programs for single-parent moms as well as um, you know, basketball camps and athletic programs for them. We try to keep the kids 
the fundamentals of the game, from passing to shooting to dribbling, teamwork, organizational skills on the basketball court, and obviously we try to help them make new friends. This is the Lakeshore Athletic Club, ground zero for many pro ball players and prospects. This is where they come to hone their skills in the offseason. Like Antoine Walker, no one makes this journey alone. Enter Reggie Brown. He is a sports agent in charge of basketball operations with priority sports and entertainment. My job as a sports agent ranges from negotiating the contract, managing NBA players' career, trying to uh, find the right fit for players, and uh, managing off-the-court activities as well as on-the-court activities, and just pretty much trying to take advantage of um, the small window of opportunity to uh, maximize um, their career. What up, B-Hum? You all right? Getting to play in the NBA is one thing. Managing talent in the NBA took Reggie in a different direction altogether. A skilled player himself and an NCAA Division I coach, his tenure was just the warm-up for becoming a professional agent. I don't think I would have had the opportunity to um, be in this position if it was not for my educational background. I went to undergrad at Mississippi Valley State University. Then I went to graduate school at South Dakota State University. Um, I could have been an athletic director or possibly taught some classes and, and continued to coach. Um, with college basketball, my address had a tendency to change. If you win, you're trying to move on to a, a bigger program. And if you lose, they ask you to leave. So I figured in sports management, I'll still be involved around the game of basketball, which is what I love. And I could be here in my hometown of Chicago and continue to do something I love. If you noticed a slight resemblance to former Chicago Bulls star Randy Brown, it's no mistake, they're cousins. But in the business of professional sports, close family ties do not exempt you from hard work. Reggie is grateful for the opportunity to do more than just negotiate players' contracts. We even go as far as uh, being involved in player development. So over the summer, I'm in the gym with the guys, helping them better their games. And, uh, they need to improve on ball handling. If they need to improve on shooting, I'm involved in that also. Party Sports does an unbelievable job of finding the right fit for a player. We just don't place players with the team that offers the most money. Sometimes the situation will probably be better than the money. Sometimes we might take a pay cut on the money to improve the situation. Like Antoine Walker possibly could have gotten more money on the market, but we felt that he could win in Miami and get a championship, and we end up being right. The action on the hard court doesn't stop with men. Next, we'll turn our attention to two women playing to win. When we return, you'll meet Dorothy Gators, the head coach of the Marshall Metro High School's Lady Commandos, and one of the many success stories from her athletic program, Cappy Pondexter. Brought to you by Beyond February, all states' commitment to your community every day. Because when February ends, community support shouldn't. That's all states stand. Are you in good hands? Her record of wins and losses is one measure of the dedication Dorothy Gators has for her young athletes on Chicago's west side. Cheryl Burton has her story. If you haven't heard of the Marshall High School Lady Commandos, then 
You probably don't know that their coach, Dorothy Gators, has 829 victories to date. That makes her the coach with the best winning record in the state of Illinois for high school sports. With such an impressive record, we thought you'd like to know if there is a secret to her success. Uh, there is a secret, and it's called great players. We've had so many outstanding players, so my job was basically is just to get them to mesh together as a unit and just not mess them up, and I think that I've done pretty good with that. I, I try to let them play to their strengths. Throw it hard, angle, get the angle, keep your spacing. Keep your spacing. Let's go, bring it back. The key ingredient to a successful program is really not the coach. The coach has a lot to do with it, but it's, it's players. You can give the best coach in the world a group of average players, and they are going to get better, but they're never going to be great athletes. And so I've had so many great athletes, and any kid that comes into our program now, let, I'll let them know early that I'm not impressed because I've had someone better than you. So if you want to achieve a certain status, you've got to earn it. First thing you're gonna do, drop step, sit, get the ball up. Playing to their strengths is exactly the foundation on which her championship legacy was built. A legacy that began back in 1975 when this young teacher from Beulah, Mississippi made Marshall High School her new home. A student taught at Marshall High School uh, as a senior at DePaul University. Uh, I did pretty good, I guess. I got an A in my class, but I was asked to return because there was a shortage of teachers. Go, TG! My degree was in physical education, so I was a physical education teacher. And they started the team in 1975. And there was no one that wanted to take over the dubious task of coaching. And me being young and energetic, I guess that was why they asked me after they had exhausted everyone else. While basketball has a place of prominence in the halls of Marshall High School, the goal of Coach Gators is to get the team to work as hard on their education as they do on their basketball skills. Sit! Now! Good! You want to throw me off, so you got to sell the move. I think uh, I'm most proud of the number of kids who've gone on to college uh, that have come out of our program, about 98% of our students. The most challenging part of being a coach is to try to continue to get the kids to work hard each and every day and for them to set goals for themselves. I really try to dissuade these kids from looking forward to playing in the WNBA because I know that it's such a small number that will achieve that status. And the players from our program who have participated in the WNBA have been at the top of their game. Exceptional players with exceptional character. Now from these drills, you can pick out the athletes. The off season is a time where players develop. It's it's not when the season starts, it's your off-season that's really important. Coach Gators knows what it takes to excel in the game, a strong work ethic she tries to instill by example. And one example of this commitment is WNBA All-Star Cappy Pondexter. I use Cappy as an example to many of these kids who uh, do not have nearly the amount of 
talent that Kathy has, but I just point out to them how hard she worked. At the end of every season, she just go and continue to work on her game. With her no-nonsense approach, Coach Gators has been the architect of many professional athletes in the WNBA. But to her credit, Kathy's hard work has paid off in her rookie year as the starting guard for the Phoenix Mercury. Well, I was blessed, actually, to have a great coach as her. Um, I learned so much. I learned the fundamentals. Um, I learned how to work hard and just to have a, a love for what I do. And um, she taught me all of those things, as well as um, performing in the classroom. Balancing um, basketball and um, academics, it was hard, um, especially coming from the inner city, where it's not a stress on education. But Coach Gators actually gave me, you know, the courage to just go out and learn as much as I can in the classroom. I think I'm blessed with basketball uh, skills, but at the same time, I've worked so hard to get to the level that I'm at now. It's a big risk thinking about the WNBA. It's not like the NBA where the guys are making a million dollars. We're making thousands of dollars, which is nothing. You know, it's just like having a regular job. Even with her professional success, Kathy remembers the lesson she learned right here in this gym as a member of the Lady Commandos. Confident that her decision to join the WNBA was worth the risk, her reward has been to pursue excellence in the game she loves. I just come in with a positive attitude um, and just get ready to play. It's a love that I have that, that, that won't go away. And mentally, that love allows me to keep playing even when I'm tired. I mean, I've been playing basketball nonstop for the last seven years, like with no break. USA basketball, college, now the WNBA and overseas. I haven't had a break, but my love for the game has allowed me to just continue to excel. While Cappy's season is coming to a close, Coach Gators is getting ready to welcome a new team. We wish them both continued success. Coming up next, we shift our attention to baseball and a coach that's mining the talent on Chicago's field of dreams. Now meet Curtis Granderson. He's a five-tool player who hails from Linwood, Illinois. Five tools, that's baseball speak for a young athlete who has what it takes to make it to the show. With 40 players on the active roster and only 25 of them on a team in any one game, Curtis Grandison knew the odds of making it to the show were not in his favor. The numbers are against you. You got everyone from all over the world going ahead and competing for spots. For example, the Detroit Tigers has 250 ball players in their organization that are trying to come up to Detroit to make up a 25-person team. With determination and sage advice from his father, he began to make his field of dreams a reality. But my father always instilled in me that whatever I start, I got to finish. The work ethic part of it has to be learned. You have to understand if this is what you want to do, you don't have to be the biggest, strongest, or fastest to go ahead and succeed, not only in sports, but in life in general. You continue to go ahead and dedicate yourself to it and try to improve day in and day out. Seek positive people to put yourself around. Try to stay out of trouble as best you can. A lot of great things can go ahead and happen, and I'm a prime example of that. He was born the son of Mary and Curtis Grandison in 1981. Today, when good old number 28 puts on the Detroit Tigers uniform, he can't help but be recognized as the pride of Linwood, Illinois. I attended Thornton Fractional South High School in Lansing, Illinois, South Suburbs, uh, home of the Rebels, and uh, played basketball, baseball. When I attended UIC uh, my sophomore year, I finally realized I was a better baseball player than basketball player. In 2002, he began his minor league career 
on a salary of $850 a month. At any price, Curtis still finds it hard to believe he's a major league ball player competing against his boyhood heroes. My favorite baseball player overall is Ken Griffey Jr. Though I had a lot of his cards and still collect some of his cards today. I got a chance to meet him for the first time last year uh, and Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, was very kind to me, talked to me, uh, just like I was another ball player, which I am, it's funny to say that. Uh, it's hard to grasp sometimes that I get a chance to call my career and job a major league ball player. With every at-bat, Curtis knows it's time to go to work by keeping his eye on the ball and his head in the game. We're in a game where if you bat 300, that's a very good season. At the same time, you've got out seven out of 10 times, and in any other walk of life, you fail seven out of 10 times, uh, your job or whatever it is, is gone. Fueled by Curtis Grandison's 300-plus batting average and defensive prowess in center field, the Detroit Tigers are contenders in the American League pennant race. The good thing with our team is we have old and young, uh, all different walks of life, and everybody can relate somehow, some way. Uh, we have father figures, we have veterans, we have youth and inexperience, we have maturity and immaturity, and I think you need a good balance of that. We're a big family for six to eight months out of the year, and a family that works to together and has fun together usually ends up being very successful when it's all said and done. As you can see, baseball, America's pastime, can change lives. That's right. Just ask Chicago police officer and Harlan Community Academy head coach, Kenny Fullman. When I was the age of 12, my father was trying to break up a, 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 gang, a, a group of gang members fighting. But what happened was one of the kids went behind a building and got a gun and shot and killed my father. Uh, one of the reasons that I coach inner city kids and I'm involved with them is that I don't want any other kid not having anything to do to uh, take someone else's parent away. And one of the things that helped me with my life and got me where I am today is baseball. Baseball is a beautiful game. It paid for my education in college and has given me so many wonderful things that I would have never had uh, in my life today without baseball. Kenny will tell you that no one makes it to the big show by themselves. And that sparked the idea to start an elite team of inner city high school athletes with the generous support of the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago White Sox charities. The White Sox Amateur City Elite Baseball team is a inner city traveling team made up of inner city kids who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to play travel ball because of the expense. It was an idea that uh, Nathan Durst, the uh, national cross checker, Dan Durst, the area scout and supervisor, and uh, Justin Stone and myself came up with last fall. And we submitted information to Miss Christine O'Reilly, White Sox Charities, and uh, it's an idea that came to pass. A high school coach and a regional scout for the organization, Kenny knows that lack of resources makes the difference for many of these athletes in their ability to improve their game. A lot of the inner city kids can't afford the, uh, the expenses of playing travel baseball because it can run anywhere from $1,500 to three dollars to $5,000 to play travel baseball. The lack of funding, and when you don't have any funding, hey, uh, the kids can't participate at that high level. In their first year, 23 Chicago area high school athletes were given the opportunity to travel, play ball, receive advice from White Sox closer Bobby Jenks, and of course, the guidance of a seasoned coaching staff. When we look for a player, we base it on the five tools. We base it on their arm strength, their running, their fielding, can they hit, and can they hit for power. 
Well, these guys made, made this team because they have good physical mechanics. So our job is to teach them how to play the game in their heads. You know, too many kids think that talent alone is going to take them there, but there's a lot more to the game than just being able to throw the ball and catch the ball. The point of this is to, to teach these guys how to play the game and then let that determine whether or not they're going to go to college or have the opportunity to go play professional baseball. It's really not one that's better than the other. As long as we can get these guys to play at the next level, you know, that's, that's more of our goal. To help them see how wonderful this game is, use this opportunity to network with other kids they probably would have never been able to meet or talk to, and uh, just enjoy playing baseball. Have a good time, have fun. The White Sox Amateur City Elite team played in tournaments throughout the Midwest, and their record win and losses is not as important as what the future may hold for these athletes. We are headed toward the finish line on this edition of People, Places, and Things. I'll return with some final thoughts. Brought to you by Beyond February, Allstate's commitment to your community every day. Because when February ends, community support shouldn't. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? For more information about this program, log on to abc7chicago.com. Credit the success of these athletes to a long legacy of African Americans in sports. On April 15, 1947, 13 years before the Civil Rights Movement gained momentum, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball as a member of New York's Brooklyn Dodgers. By this time, Jesse Owens had already proven athletic superiority on the world stage in the 1934 Olympics. And of course, boxing heavyweight champ Joe Lewis had already captured the hearts of many Americans with his debut right here in Chicago. Like the trailblazers before them, these coaches and athletes continue to prepare the playing field for the next generation, highlighting the importance of giving back to the community. For Cheryl Burton and Jim Rose, I'm Harry Porterfield. Thank you for watching this edition of People, Places, and Things.